Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 11. Now, I want to tell you ahead of time, starting in verse 11 is kind of dumping you in the middle of a thought. But I'm going to cover that in a minute, so we'll go back to that. But let's start in verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want. Now, y'all listen real close to this, okay? Because this applies to, I guarantee you, every one of you sitting here this morning. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now I want to define a couple words for you. Because you know I'm not calling anybody stupid. But when I go and define these words that I think I have an understanding of, it never ceases to amaze me that I understand them better. So I looked up the words abased and abound. Abased means to reduce to a low state, humbled and degraded. Abound means to have or possess in great quantity. Now let's read that verse again. He says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. So what Paul is saying is that he's been in both situations. The thing that I didn't read to you was before this. He's talking uh, to some people that this book is to, the Philippians. You know, Paul was many times in prison in various different situations. And a lot of times these churches he helped start would help to take care of him. So we find ourselves in the middle of him telling them, you know, basically, thank you for what you've done. And I'm not speaking out of want when I tell you what I'm about to tell you. Okay? So, Paul is talking about natural needs, carnal needs. He's not talking spiritually here. How many of y'all know that there are all kinds of people that have natural needs? I have natural needs. I have to eat, I have to sleep. You know, there's just things that you need to live and survive. Here's what I want you to understand today. Paul is speaking from a place, and I'm speaking mentally, a place mentally where he's saying... He's learned whatever state he's in, whether he's got everything he wants or needs, or whether he's in a position where he doesn't have everything he wants and needs, he's learned how to be content. And in verse 13, he tells you how he learned how to do that. Verse 13 tells you that he can do all things through Christ who strengthened him. And that applies to us. And y'all want to know where I'm going? I know I'm kind of beating around it, ain't I? Well, (coughs) 
y'all just kind of bear with me. You know, God really put something heavy on me last night, and I needed it. As we were doing this outreach yesterday, I watched people as they would come and they would take these school supplies and they would get some food. And some of them were more needy than others. I'm not even trying to keep track of each person's situation. But what God showed me was that these people that are in need can't do what Paul did here. Now why is that? Well, Paul said he was able to find, learn how to be content in whatever state he was in because of Jesus. Because of Jesus in him. Because it was Jesus that was strengthening him. And when I look at some of these people, and I'm not trying to judge their, their level of whether they're salvation... Uh, excuse me. I'm not trying to judge whether these people are saved or not. That's not my place. But, you know, I look at some of these people and you just kind of look at them and say, you know what, I bet they don't have Jesus. They just look down and out. And you know, if they truly had Jesus and the joy that comes from knowing Him on a personal level, they would have hope. And I see a whole lot of them that don't have hope. So they can't understand what Paul was talking about. You see, Paul's talking about it from the other side. He's talking about it from the side where he already has Jesus. He's already been through some things and he saw how God strengthens him when he's in, there, in those terrible times. So he's speaking from somebody that's already went through it with God. But you look at somebody on the other side that's in terrible situations, financially, emotionally, physically, whatever it may be. These are all carnal needs. But they're needs. Okay? They're needs. Needs that have to be met. Because what is a need? It's something you have to have. It's not a want. He didn't say anything here about wants things that he just wanted to have. He said needs. These people have needs that need to be met. Somebody has to, number one, help them meet their needs. But along the way, show them Jesus. Why? Well, look, first of all, I want to see some people saved. I don't want to see people go to hell. But you know what? This is going to help them for the rest of their life on this earth. When they have Jesus, they've got somewhere to turn. They've got a source then, something they can tap into that's greater than they are. Because look, I'm going to tell you, when you get in that kind of situation where you've got no kind of hope, where there's nobody to turn to, nobody to look to, it doesn't matter who walks up and says, man, I hope you have a good day. Because it don't do you any good. It doesn't change your circumstances at all. And even if somebody gives you a meal, that doesn't change what you're going to need tomorrow. 
See, you've got to have an external source that you can tap into that's greater than you are. Greater than anybody on this earth. Somebody that can see into the future and know your needs and begin to provide before you even get there. But when you don't have Jesus, you don't have something to look toward. Somebody to look to. Somebody to put some hope in you. You've got nothing. And see, these people realize that. They don't necessarily realize what they need, but they realize they have no hope. And you see it on their face. Hopelessness. Hope is what faith is based on. How many of you know that you've got to have faith to be saved. Now isn't that kind of a catch 22? If you don't have hope, you're not going to have faith, so you can't be saved to get hope. That doesn't seem to work, does it? But you know what? There's another way. You see... There's a way these people can get hope. And it comes through us. The children of God. Those that have already received Jesus as their Savior. Those that have already crossed over like Paul. You see, Jesus said that we're the salt of the earth. Jesus said in loose terms that it's our responsibility to show them the hope. It's our responsibility to show them. And Peter said to be ready always to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. You see, those people are going to look to you for an answer. And when you say, well, I go to this church and... That's all you have to say. They're going to say, oh, that's nice, and move on down the road. Because see, they're not looking for a church. They're not looking for a building. They're not looking for somebody to tickle their ears and make them feel warm and fuzzy inside. They're looking for somebody that can provide solutions. Solutions. Real solutions. I'm not talking psychobabble. You know, you can go talk to a psychologist and come out of there more confused than you were when you went in. Because they're going to sit there and answer your questions with questions. I'm talking about natural physical needs that people have. And they need answers to the problems. You think it's not our responsibility to meet those needs? Well, when I look in the Bible and I see what the Word says, it says the church is supposed to take care of the widows and the orphans. The church. Not the state. Not Obama. 
not welfare and social security, the church. See, this law supersedes other laws. I shared this scripture with you last week. Philippians 4 and 19. But my God. Now I want you to listen to the the tense here. Because this is coming from a first person's perspective. Y'all remember in, in English in high school they taught you about first person and third person. This is a first person's perspective. This is straight from the mouth of Paul. He says, but my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all of your need. Now remember, last week I talked to you about a spiritual need, but this week I want you to go back and look and see what Paul was talking about back at... Start. Go back and later today read the whole chapter. It ain't very long. You'll see Paul talking about natural, physical need. Not spiritual. He says, My God shall supply all of your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now why in the world is that important? Why? See, these people, and I keep talking about them like they're animals or something. These people, you know, I feel, I don't have a name for them. Okay? The needy. They have great need. Listen, man, there's, I talked to somebody yesterday, and she she said she knew about a lady by herself taking care of five or six kids. I tell y'all, I don't care what kind of job she has. It don't matter how much money she brings in annually. That is a chore. I've got three kids, and it's me and my wife, and I make decent money, and it's hard enough as it is. Can you imagine being by yourself with six kids? Trying to raise them, just trying to feed them. That's need. I look at some of these people yesterday, and you know, the world would look at these people and shun them because of the way they look. But my heart just goes out to them. And especially last night, I just, I felt, y'all, I just, I just poured my heart out to God, and I said, God, Thank you so much for what you've blessed me with. And I said in my house, this house that belongs to the church that I've been blessed to stay in is such a nice house. I sat there with all my nice things that God has blessed me with through my job and through all the resources He's put in my life. And I don't give a flip about them. They don't do anybody else any good. And I can't be content with what I have. Now, ain't that sad? Sitting there wanting more 
physical stuff. And there's people in Kennard with six kids and just trying to make ends meet. Just trying to put food on the table. And I can't figure out what I want for supper tonight. Well, I don't know. What do you want? No, we had that last week. No, I don't like to eat that very often. Anything else you got? Ain't that terrible? You see, what I'm trying to tell you today is that Paul said he figured out how to be content no matter what the circumstances, and it was Jesus. But then you look at these people that don't have Jesus, they don't know what it means to be content because they have need. They have desire for something in their life. Whether it's spiritual or carnal, it doesn't matter. They have need. And we are not supplying their need. We are sitting on our fat rear ends, not being content with what we have. And I say that we because I know it applies to more than just me. I know I can at least get one or two more in here that would say, oh, I I fit that description. You see, we just takes a few. It may not be all of you. And I want to try to put on this air that I'm doing everything I can do for God. I didn't even touch, scratch the surface. You see, because when it comes to a time when it makes me uncomfortable and I have to sacrifice a little something, I have to stop and think about it. Well, we may have plans that day, or, you know, we've got to work it in the schedule. Y'all, I'm almost ashamed to even say this. But do you know yesterday for school supplies and food, we only spent somewhere around $500. You know, that's not much. That's not a lot of money, really. But do you know you can take $500 and bless a whole lot of people? You know what? We we gave them a hot dog. You know, it's not what I gave them that I feel guilty about. What I feel guilty about is the... I don't even know how to put it in words. I just feel like I always want to do a little more. I always... I mean, I think, man, you know, couldn't we just... Now, look, we had hot dogs left over. So I know... Going and buying more hot dogs wasn't the answer. But I know there's more we can do as a church. I know there's more individually we can do to help some people. Look, I don't care what color they are. I don't care what what they look like on the outside and they got dirty clothes. It don't matter. They're still a person. You know, it ain't been that long since... I just didn't even know how I was going to pay my bills. It it ain't been that long since I was living in a trailer that I was kind of ashamed of people to see because of the way it looked on the outside. I know what it's like. 
Many of you here today can probably identify with that at some point in your life. So there ain't no room for me to get up on my high horse and think that somehow somebody can't come in the church looking a little off compared to everybody else. I don't have any room for that. I'm no better than any of them. See, the only thing that makes me any better is the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Because He cared enough about me and still does today to allow me to serve Him. You understand that? He allows me to serve Him and I find great joy in serving Him now. Hadn't always been that way. But see, there's people that need us. They need somebody anyway. I don't even want to try to build myself or this church up to say we're the answer. Because see, Jesus is the answer. God is the one that's going to supply the need. Amen. That's what that scripture said. It says, my God shall supply your need. He may use us to do it, but you know what? If we don't do it right, or we forget, fail to humble ourselves, he can find somebody else. He can raise up another one. You understand that? This ain't no time to exalt ourselves in some manner and say, oh yeah, we're the ones that God's going to... Oh, everybody else just don't know what they're doing because God is going to use us. Man, we need to be thankful that God's going to use us. Thankful that, that He is allowing us to, to do His work. Man, I look at these people, y'all, and my heart just goes out to them, and it ain't been that way for long. Okay? I'm just being as honest as I can today. Y'all, it took prayer. It took God changing my heart toward other people. Man, it, I could go back a year and tell y'all it was not that way. I knew I should be that way, but it wasn't that way, honestly, in my heart. Where the rubber really meets the road, I knew in myself, oh yeah, somebody could ask me and I could say, well, yeah, we ought to do this to help somebody. But the desire wasn't in me to help them. I just knew I should. See, there's a difference there. There's a big difference in doing what you know you should do and having a true desire to help somebody. Having a true desire to reach people and, and change their lives. <clears throat> I told y'all that the thing yesterday was just kind of the first step. We're just getting the word out, really. But God is going to use us. To reach a whole lot of people. Man, there's some people, guys, I don't even. I, I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. I just feel so sorry for some of these people. Just sad shape that they're in. I mean, living in houses that just ought to be burned to the ground, you know? 
It's not even fit to live in. Living in situations that nobody ought to ever be exposed to. Prisoners in this country have a better a better uh, quality of life than these people. And they, most of them are just the best people you'd ever meet. They haven't really done anything to deserve where they're at. But they don't have hope. They think, this is it. This is what I got and this is all I got to look forward to. We can change that. We can change. You understand that? We can change that. We can really have an impact on people if we will get off of our rear ends and do something. Christians are some of the laziest people, y'all. Y'all know I'm right. See, once you get on the other side and everything's going okay for you, it's, it's real easy to forget other people are still in need, ain't it? It's real easy to remember there's some people that truly need help out there because I, everything's going okay for me now. 